Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. secret sauce. What was it that enabled him to persevere? What was it that enabled the Apostle Paul? What can we learn from him about how he was able to just keep going and keep going and keep going? And, and, you know, as he wrote to the Corinthians at one point, he tells them all the stuff that he went through. He was shipwrecked like twice. Have you ever met someone who just seemed to have a mysterious source of energy? It may show itself in their endurance or in their joy. For believers, we know where that comes from. In today's message, Pastor Robert will help us see where Paul got his supernatural ability to persevere. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Acts chapter 20 as he begins his message, Paul's Secret Source. We're back in the book of Acts together, so if you're taking notes, open your Bible to Acts chapter 20. We'll find a couple of intriguing examples here. The first one is a young man by the name of Eutychus. And Eutychus has the dubious distinction of being the only person whose name is in the Bible because they fell asleep in church. God was taking notes, wrote his name down, right? But the second example is actually the Apostle Paul. And the main thing we're looking at today, it struck me as Paul's secret sauce. So that's the title of my sermon today, Paul's secret sauce. Now, Paul's secret sauce, what was it that enabled him to persevere? What was it that enabled the apostle Paul? What can we learn from him about how he was able to just keep going and keep going and keep going? And, and, you know, as he wrote to the Corinthians at one point, he tells them all the stuff that he went through. He was shipwrecked like twice. He says he spent one whole night and a day like stranded in the open ocean. You know, he's like riding a pieces of a broken up ship in the middle of the middle of the ocean. Nine times he was beaten to within within an inch of his life. He was in prison over and over and over and over. He, he and and you, you know, you have to remember these were not modern jails, modern prisons with air conditioning and hot food or whatever, you know, at least occasionally, you know, there was no television. These were dungeons. You, 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 had, you had to fight off the rats. It was that kind of an environment. 
over and over. What allowed this guy? What motivated him and what kept him going? Acts chapter 20 verse 1 says, after the uproar had ceased, now that's a reference to the riot that we read about and talked about last week, the riot that took place in Ephesus. After, after that ceased, Paul called the disciples to himself. Now, he's still in Ephesus. These are, these are the, the believers in Ephesus. He called these people to himself, embraced them, and departed to go to Macedonia. Now, when he had gone over that region, now think about that, because you're reading in one sentence something that would have taken place over the course of weeks, right? Because he's, remember, he's walking. He covered this entire region of Macedonia and encouraged them with many words. So he's gone back to the various churches that he had been, you know, had visited before. And he came to Greece and stayed three months. And when the Jews plotted against him as he was about to sail to Syria, he decided to return through Macedonia. So he spends three months in Greece, and now he backtracks and goes back through Macedonia. Verse 4 says, Sopater of Berea accompanied him to Asia. Also Aristarchus and Secundus of the Thessalonians, Thessaloniki, Gaius of Derby, and Timothy and Tychicus and Trophimus of Asia. These men going ahead waited for us at Troas. Now, Troas is also referred to in some historical literature, I guess, as Troad with a D, and was apparently named after the city of Troy. It was not too far from that location. So that group of men went on ahead, waited for us. So Luke was with Paul at this point. But verse 6, we sailed away from Philippi after the days of unleavened bread, and in five days joined them at Troas, where we stayed seven days. Now, on the first day of the week, so Sunday, when the disciples came together to break bread, so we begin to see a pattern here. The earliest church, the earliest Christians were gathering together on Sundays. And when they gathered together, they were breaking bread. It wasn't like just a formal meeting kind of a thing necessarily. They were getting together and praying and eating. And it says, Paul, ready to depart the next day, spoke to them and continued his message until midnight. There were many lamps in the upper room where they were gathered together, and in a window sat a certain young man named Eutychus, who was sinking into a deep sleep. He was overcome by sleep, and as Paul continued speaking, he fell down from the third story and was taken up dead. But Paul went down, fell on him, and embracing him said, do not trouble yourselves, for his life is in him. Now, when he had come up, that is when Paul went back upstairs, When he had come up, broken bread and eaten, and talked a long while, even till daybreak, he departed. And they brought the young man in alive, and they were not a little comforted. So they were really comforted by the fact that, okay, this guy's alive. Now, a couple of things stand out to me here. For one, it appears that Paul brought this kid, Eutychus, back to life. I mean, the Bible says he fell down, he was dead. Pretty clear, pretty straightforward. But then Paul said, well, actually, his life is in him. Now, that's pretty amazing. I mean, but the thing that really grabs my attention here is the fact that after that, Paul goes back upstairs, everybody goes up with him, and they continue all night long until daybreak. Paul is teaching them the Word of God. 
Clearly, he wasn't super engaging in his speaking style, or else Eutychus wouldn't have fallen into a deep sleep so much so that he falls out of a third story window onto the street below. It's like, keep him awake, Paul. Listen, can you imagine sitting here listening to me for hours and 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 hours? A few of you probably can because you're just so thirsty for the Word of God that you always want more. Some of you are usually headed for the back door before I'm even finished with one hour, though. So I have three observations that I want to consider today. Observation number one, it wasn't Paul's eloquence that kept them there listening intently all night, even after this kid fell out the window. No, no, no. It was their thirst for God. It was their own thirst for God. That's what kept them focused. The the Scriptures, the written Word of God had so impacted their hearts that they even went back upstairs for several hours more after this traumatic event. I mean, think about that. You've already been listening to this guy for hours. It's midnight, and a kid falls out the window. I can tell you what my reaction would have been. Listen, This is enough. Now it's gotten dangerous. I mean, this kid fell out of a window. Enough for one night. Besides, you got to travel tomorrow. I mean, it's midnight and and you're going to be on your way tomorrow. We all need rest. And this reminded me of something. God brought to my mind something that happened after the Israelites were finally set free from their enslavement in Babylon. When, When King Cyrus allowed them to return and rebuild Jerusalem. You see, the people of Israel, they had drifted from God during the reign of Manasseh. They, 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 were, they went nuts. They were worshiping the pagan gods and doing all sorts of wicked things and had just drifted away from God. So finally, God chastised. He gave them a spanking. God gave them a spanking. And for 70 years, they were slaves in Babylon. He he allowed the, the Babylonians to come and conquer them and carry them away into slavery. We're so glad you tuned in today for Pastor Robert's message in the book of Acts. If you'd like to hear today's teaching again, or learn more about Main Thing Radio, visit our website at mainthingradio.com. Before our time with you is through for the day, we'd like to take a moment and ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. Would you commit to praying for us each time you tune in? As we continue to produce programs to spread the good news of the gospel, we know the enemy won't be happy. We'd appreciate your prayers for protection and guidance in all we do. Would you also pray for your fellow listeners too, that each one would allow Jesus to speak truth into their heart? We have one more way you can support us in what we're doing here at Main Thing Radio, and David's here with the details. We all know it's vitally important to support the local church, a place we call home. But it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. We need your support to continue to share God's Word over the airwaves. Please 
prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. For more information, visit MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. Thanks, David. And thank you for joining us today. Tune in next time for another look at the Book of Acts right here on Main Thing Radio.